Hi, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of the Bay Street Capital Holdings podcast titled How Do You Do It and Why Should I Care? This series aims to highlight women doing amazing work in various industries. So today we are so lucky to be joined by Maria Newman, who is owner of Fire and Water Damage Recovery. Hi, Maria. Lovely to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. So I guess we can first start off with an introduction as to who you are and perhaps a main answer to the question of the podcast, which is how do you do it and why should I care? So um, I own a restoration company, which basically means we clean up anything disgusting, water, fire, mold, sewage, gross, anything you don't want to touch. Um, And the question is what? How do you do it and why should I care? Well, I do it by happenstance. So what happened is I met a guy in, in 1999 and he said, I make a deal with you. You help me get my business going and you'll never have to work again. And so 22 years later, he's sitting on the beach and I work 80 hours a week. So uh, first thing is, is never, ever, ever, ever take a deal like that unless you have it in writing. (laughs) Um, Why should you care? Well, you don't have to care. But when it came time to decide who was going to buy the business, him or me, the main reason why I decided to take the business is because I have employees. And I really, 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 really like my employees. And I really like the fact that I can give a blue collar guy a job that he can make six figures at. So the reason why you should care is because I care about my employees. How's that? Awesome. No, that's such a great answer. And what inspired you, obviously, to join this industry? I mean, you mentioned, obviously, this uh, man who you met in 1999. But was it something you were expecting or was it completely? no, 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 no. I have a bachelor in fine arts from a theater school. I actually know more about Shakespeare than I do about cleaning up sewage. So this was just like tripping and falling over a career. <laughs> wow, what a what an interesting turn of events. So I guess what lessons did you wish you would have known before starting in this industry? Oh, my God, I, I knew nothing. I absolutely knew nothing. Every single thing I know is from the school of hard knocks. Mm. So the first thing is, is the industry that I'm in was the least regulated of the construction industries. It started out in the carpet cleaning space and it ended up having its own industry. And it is, um, it was the Wild West. You know, you could do the same job for $2,000 one day and $40,000 the next day. Mm. And uh, the man that we shall not be named, he he did whatever. You know, you put an ad in the yellow pages and nobody cared. And in 2008, the yellow pages, for those of you who don't know what the yellow pages is, it's the big book that you sat on when you were kids so that you could sit at the dining room table, you know, so you could see. That's the yellow pages. Back when I was a kid, it was six inches wide. Now it's like it's got pizza delivery people in it, right? So um, we would put an ad in the yellow pages and we did $42,000 worth of yellow page ads and we got $400,000 worth of work per month. Mm-hmm. And then overnight, uh, it went away. What? That's crazy. And how comes? How did you fix that? So we were one of the first Yelp adopters. Mm-hmm. Like when I got on Yelp, Yelp did not exist. Yelp mm-hmm. was like 
what are you doing? No, we're not going to take everybody and have them do a video. That was one of our successful actions. And then little by little, I would, I just listened. Basically, my successful action, even though I'm talking incessantly, has been listening. Because everything you need to know, somebody did it before you. Definitely. And um, following on from that, uh, thinking about the whole span of your career, what would you say was your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? My biggest failure, <laughs> my biggest failure was, uh, was not following my dream. Mm. So my dream was never to be the queen of sewage. <laughs> what I really wanted to do was to study Shakespeare and do Shakespeare festivals and all of that. So my biggest failure was just, just, making the deal with the devil and saying, Hey, you know, uh, uh, you, I'll, I'll, I'll work with you until the business gets going. Um, so that's, that's me personally, as far as this company is concerned. Hmm. What is, you know, the biggest failure is thinking that everything is going to be the same day after day. Mm. You have to look and see what you're doing constantly. Because one day the yellow pages works, the next day Yelp works, the next Angie's list was, oh, it was like, we do $600,000 worth of work on Angie's list. And then the next year we did $6,000 worth of work. So you constantly have to be watching everything and going with the flow. I mean, you can't, you can't depend on things being the same. Definitely. I would definitely agree with that. And um, you've been dropping some really great pieces of um, really raw advice, I think, in this call. And I really appreciate it. But what is one piece of advice that you would give somebody who was wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? Well, okay, so there's two careers here. The first career is that I own a company. Yeah. And my advice to anybody who wants to own a company is to know as much as you can possibly know. Work in that industry as long as you can under somebody else mm. and learn all of the mistakes from them personally. It's not I don't know what kind of what kind of career you could have that you could learn in college the things that you learn on the streets. Mm -hmm. And the second thing, the second part of my career is I'm the sales girl for my company. Mm. I personally bring in $5 million a year worth of work. Wow. So most salespeople do between one and 2 million. I do five and I've never been able to hire somebody who can do the numbers I can do. And the, the main thing I have to say about that is you can't, you can't go to sales school and learn sales mm. because sales is just communication. So what you really have to do is you have to learn how to listen to people. And and all the classes that you take about listening, <laughs> it just it just cracks me up. Like you always know you have a salesperson on the line when the first thing they say is, how's your day going? I mean, I just basically tell my employees if somebody calls and wants to talk to me and the first thing they say is, how's your day going? You're a salesperson. I don't hmm. want to talk to you. Send me an email. So one of the main things that I've learned as a salesperson is every salesperson has their own technique. And you have to learn your technique by listening, not by talking. 
Mm. And um, what would you say was one common myth then about your industry that you would like to debunk right here, right now? Okay, well, my industry, I would say, is probably one of the slimiest industries in construction, and, and that's not a myth. Um, mm. It is filled with all sorts of people that shouldn't be doing it. So a myth about my industry is that I guess that there can be an ethical company and that there are people out there who do care. Awesome. And um, obviously, as the owner of the company, you're probably very busy at the moment. But what is one book that you've read or uh, a podcast that you've listened to recently that's really inspired you? So one of the things that I do is I, I'm not so much the podcast and the books. Um, I've, I've taken courses in communication, mm-hmm. just basic communication. Um, I'm, I'm a, big, um, a big fan of the Scientology communication course. And that's probably, he wrote, um, the guy, you know, L. Ron Hubbard, who did Dianetics and Scientology, he did a lot of communication courses. And um, those are the book, the reading there. That's, that's pretty much been my foundation for sale. Awesome. Awesome. No, that's really inspiring. And thinking across the span of your career, who are three people in your life who have been the most influential to you? Well, of course, L. Ron Hubbard, because he wrote all those things that I like. Um, I really like um, Grant Cardone. He's a kill sales guy, and he does all sorts of, you know, 10xing and all of that. And probably the third is my um, general manager. Uh, he's a guy named Frank Yankee, and he's really, he, he has an amazing moral compass. And... Uh, you know, I always thought that you had to, you know, kind of bend the truth or there, that you couldn't really get by being 100% honest all the time. And you actually can. And it's really nice to have a partner and a general manager who, I mean, it's inspiring to me. Definitely. And then finally, to sort of round off our conversation, what is one piece of advice that you wish you gave yourself at any point in your life? Well, the first thing that I I probably would tell anybody is everybody thinks that an acting career and an acting degree is useless. And it's actually the most valuable, the most valuable um, set of skills to have if you're going to be an owner of a company, a salesperson, even my, like I have a son who uh, used to work at NASA. And he also was on uh, Lizzie McGuire, you know? Oh, wow. He was a professional actor until he was 15. Yeah. And then when he was older, he became an astrophysicist. (laughs) And I used to argue with my dad about my son's career. But I would tell anyone who really wants to be a salesperson or who really wants to you know, be able to do this, they need to study acting. I mean, they need to do improv. They need to be able to be comfortable in front of, you know, a camera. And it's undertaught as a skill because it really is a very useful skill for so many different kinds of business. 
I would definitely agree. That's such Absolutely. a useful and unique, yeah, that's such a unique piece of advice as well. But thank you for that. Um, and I guess that rounds off our conversation for, today, for the day. So thank you so much, Maria, for taking the time to speak with me. This was truly such an engaging conversation. All right. Well, thank you. It was fun being on my first podcast. Amazing. Well, thank you then. Bye-bye.